Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ad Project Podcast. You're listening to Matt and Joe. Um, so we own Ad Advance, a digital advertising agency with campaigns generating hundreds of millions in sales. We've obsessed over finding the most effective Amazon advertising strategies and then built a system around it. Now we're here to share our insights, our thoughts, and give you a weekly update on trends, strategies, and best practices. So Today, what we're gonna dig into is negative keywords and negative product targets. Up to this point, we've covered a lot of great stuff. So we've dug into sponsored products, auto manual campaigns, we've hit the campaign funnel structure. And then previously, we just talked about keyword research and product targeting research. So now what we wanna talk about is negative keywords and negative product targets. You can use these in two main buckets, and one is for performance improvements, so really weeding out those poor performers from your campaigns. And the other one is for isolating keywords into specific campaigns or specific ad groups. So we can hit on both of those as we go. But before we do that, we'll just go into a, a very quick overview on what negative keywords and product targets are and what controls we have. So overall on the keyword side, we have two different match types for negative keywords and they're negative phrase and negative exact. So a negative phrase, so say if I type in winter gloves as my negative phrase, if I, uh, somebody searches for warm winter gloves, it's gonna negate that phrase. So with the phrase match, it's just like on the positive keyword side or on the typical phrase match side, it's gonna take whatever you have typed in, you can add different terms around that, and that's gonna apply for your negative phrase keyword. And then for negative exact, that operates just like an exact keyword. So um, if I type in warm gloves as my negative exact, or if I type in winter gloves, we'll keep it consistent with the previous example. Then if somebody types in warm winter gloves, that search term will still be shown because it's not the negative exact that we had specified. So that's the difference between negative phrase and negative exact, and Matt can dig into when we use each type as we go. The other control that we have is negative product targets. So this was an exciting addition that we had to the Amazon advertising platform. Um, so back in the day when I started as a seller, really we just had negative keywords in auto campaigns. And the key limitation that we'd run into is when starting auto campaigns, they target both keywords and product targets, but you couldn't set negative ASINs. So if Amazon decided that they saw a product target as being relevant, but it definitely wasn't relevant, in auto campaigns, we really didn't have any control. Um, but that changed when negative product targets was launched. And so now what we can do is, along with specifying negative keywords, we can specify ASINs that we don't want to advertise for. So these are really powerful, especially on the auto side, but also when using category targeting for product targeting campaigns. So one note is that there is no negative broad uh, keyword match type. And 
So all we have is phrase and exact at our disposal on the keyword side. And then one other note too is we can specify negatives at either the campaign level or the ad group level. Personally, we love to stick to the ad group level just to make sure that all the moves that we're making are relevant specifically to that ad group. Um, there's certain instances where a category level would make sense, but we always prefer keeping everything a bit closer and always specifying negatives in the ad group level. And since we're consistent with that, we always know where to look for negatives that we've entered into. We don't have to go to the two different spots. We can just stick to the one. So probably a key word of advice when you're setting negatives, I would just be consistent in how you approach it. Personally, we recommend just sticking at the ad group level and not entering campaign level negatives. So Matt, maybe could you walk us through setting different negatives to help improve performance overall? Yeah, definitely. So we all know that two wrongs don't make a right, but in the Amazon world, a few negatives can lead to a positive. One of the key uses for negative keywords is to improve performance. So we use negatives to produce positive performance. That is to say, we eliminate unproductive spend. That way we can focus on more productive spend, allocate spend to the keywords that produce and the product targets that produce. So when looking at negative phrase keywords, one of the main uses of negative phrase, I would say would be proactive negatives. So let's say we have, we're advertising women's gloves and perhaps on the front end, when we create that campaign, we'll add men as a negative phrase keyword to each of our ad groups to eliminate any impressions coming from men related searches. We have a women's product. Uh, if somebody's searching for a men's product, they're probably not going to buy the women's product. We want our spend to be allocated to either gender neutral or women gendered keywords. In a case like that, we could proactively add negative phrase keywords to those ad groups and just completely prevent men related searches from triggering any impressions, any spend. In other cases, we'll review search term reports and find those specific themes. So Amazon's often pretty good about preventing like the incorrect gender from triggering impressions, but there will be cases where it does happen. So you wanna make sure to always review your search term reports, look at the common themes in those search terms that are producing unfavorable performance. So we'll do those manual reviews, go comb through search term reports, what search terms are triggering impressions, and are there any themes that are producing bad results in total that we could prevent by adding negative phrase keywords? We have our own software. Uh, it systematically adds negative exact keywords, negative product target keywords, but we don't have our software systematically load negative phrase keywords. The key reason for that is negative phrase can be dangerous. If you inadvertently add a keyword as negative phrase that converts for potentially, you know, not what you were intending to negate, like it could wipe out an entire class of keywords. It could wipe out an entire theme of keywords. You can shut down an entire auto campaign or manual keyword by adding the wrong negative phrase keyword. So when you are adding them, pay close attention to any unintended consequences. Could there be search terms that produce that have this keyword in it? Uh, yeah. If so, look at adding negative exact instead of negative phrase. So you don't wipe out all impressions for that large, larger subset of targets. Yeah. So a, a great example for that. So I won't use the exact example, 
but we have a client that's in the sporting goods category. And what happened is they lost a major portion of their impressions. And we had to figure out why. What we found is that, so this person will say that they were in the tennis racket category. What happened is as they were looking through different search terms, found that a more general search term that was tennis didn't convert well. And so they added it in as a negative phrase. And what happens is when you do that for a negative phrase, it's going to exclude any keyword that includes the word tennis, including tennis rackets. And so you have to be very careful when using negative phrase to make sure that when we're excluding major subsets, that it's the right ones to exclude. And so, like Matt said, for themes, we can, it's a very powerful tool to make sure that if there's going to be something that's definitely not relevant. So if we're selling winter gloves, but somebody's searching for medical gloves, like we don't want the word medical to come up in any of our search terms. And so we can exclude the word medical as a negative phrase. But if there's anything that could potentially be relevant or appended to a relevant search phrase, you want to make sure that you don't use negative phrase for those situations. And that's why we only add in negative phrase personally, uh, manually. So we don't automate any of our software to add in negative phrase as we go. So Matt, how about negative exact? When do you use those and maybe incorporate in what our software does with that too? Sure. Yeah. So negative exact is our bread and butter negative match type. It's the most widely used by far. It allows us to eliminate a very specific search string from triggering impressions. So it's very controlled, very targeted. The most common case where we'd add negative exact keywords would be in cases where a specific search term isn't converting. So it's running up clicks, not producing sales. So zero ACOS, zero sales, high clicks, clicks over the typical level of clicks between orders for your products. That would be a good case to uh, look at adding negative exacts. So we'll typically set a threshold where we'll systematically negate those, maybe two times the average of clicks between orders, and then negate those specific search terms that aren't leading to conversions. We'll also add negative exact keywords for specific search terms that produce a very high ACoS. So typically, when a search term or when a keyword is performing, a search term converts and it's producing a high ACoS, what we'll do is we'll move it into a manual campaign a highly targeted one like exact match and we'll set a bid where it'll produce a reasonable ACOS. So if its ACOS is too high, then let's control that specific search term. Let's bid it down, bid it to a level where it'll produce a reasonable ACOS or just not generate impressions. It's more valuable to, to take that approach, manage it through bids when it is converting versus adding negative exact match keywords for it. But in those cases where you're finding search terms that are irrelevant or have high clicks without conversions, that's where we eliminate those specific searches from triggering impressions. So where this really has a huge impact is in your auto campaigns. When you eliminate those really poor performers in auto campaigns, the specific searches that Amazon continually awards impressions to your products for, your spend is then allocated to better converting more productive search terms. Uh, you can bid more aggressively in those auto campaigns when you eliminate that unproductive spend. When you bid more aggressively, it allows you to reach an, a different 
mix of search terms. So by continually refining your auto campaigns through negatives, uh, you can really get more aggressive and then discover more search terms to move down the funnel. Yeah, so a couple key takeaways there is we always prefer to use bid control over negatives to control performance. So in auto campaigns, that is not an option since you just set the bids on the higher level targeting options that you have for auto campaigns. So for auto campaigns, our big performance control is using negatives. For our manual campaigns, we highly prefer to use bids first and keep reducing the bids down to get them to a point where we're getting those returns that we're looking for in terms of ACOS or ROAS from those search terms. And eventually we'll probably bid them down low enough where they don't get impressions or where they're getting a solid return. But for those cases where we have um, match types like broad or phrase, that's where we can use specific negatives to weed out any any versions of the search terms from those broader phrase keywords um, to make sure that they don't show up and hurt performance. Um, another key note is that for our exact keywords or for our product targeting campaigns where we're targeting specific ASINs, instead of setting negatives, if they don't perform well and we reduce bids over time or say they get moved to an exact campaign or to a product targeting campaign, and then they don't generate sales. Instead of setting negatives, we prefer to pause them. And the key reason is that it's much easier to see why they're not generating impressions. If a keyword is paused, it's very obvious why it's not generating impressions. If it's activated, if it's enabled, but we have a negative, there's two different spots that we have to look to try to figure out why it's not generating impressions overall. So in general, Auto campaigns, negatives are great for controlling performance. For phrase and broad key keyword campaigns, and also for category campaigns and product targeting, negatives can be great to weed out any search terms that we don't want to show up. And then for exact and ASIN product targeting, we pause those instead of using negatives, just so it's much more obvious why those keywords or those product targets are not generating impressions. So Matt, this is probably a good jumping off point too to talk about negative product targets and any situations that you that you use negative product targets for. Sure. Yeah. So negative product targets are very similar to negative exact keywords. They prevent impressions for a very specific target. So you add a negative product target to a campaign or ad group, it'll prevent your ads from having an impression on that specific ASIN's product page. So much like an exact, it would prevent a very specific target from triggering an impression, uh, negative product targets, the same deal. Like you said, when we have an exact match keyword, we would choose to pause the keyword rather than add a negative exact. Same thing with product targets. Product targets are ASIN targets specifically. Uh, we would choose to pause that in a manual product targeting campaign over adding a negative product target to that campaign or ad group. So where we use them would be auto campaigns and category targets. Auto campaigns, they have the same utility as uh, negative exact. We're able to eliminate unproductive spend that improves the performance of that campaign, of that ad group, and we can bid more aggressively as a result of that in that auto campaign. So huge benefits in eliminating unproductive spend so we can drive more spend to productive spend uh, by using them. Same thread for category targeting. Category targets target all products within a category. 
So if you're running category targeting, you can check search term reports, see what ASINs aren't producing sales that have a material amount of clicks or are producing sales, but in an extremely high ACoS. And you can add a negative product target to the ad group that houses that category target and eliminate that ASIN from generating more spend. Uh, so again, improve performance of that category target, targeting ad group by eliminating unproductive spend. In turn, you can bid more, reach a new subset of targets from that, uh, that approach. Yep. So um, that's the performance control that we use for negatives. Um, the other piece that we use negatives is for deduplication or for isolation between our different campaigns. So overall, we talked about our campaign funnel structure in previous episodes. And so just to summarize, what we're trying to do is go from very broad down the funnel to much more exact. And so with those campaign funnel structures, we have auto campaigns, which feed into, say on the keyword side, manual phrase, and then going to manual exact. And what we'll do is when moving between auto campaigns to manual campaigns, um, if we have a keyword that converts, it's a strong performer and we wanna move it to manual campaigns, we gain a lot of control when moving it to those manual campaigns. And so instead of having the option for Amazon to choose whether they show that search term in the auto campaign or the manual campaign, what we'll do is we'll set a negative phrase in the auto campaign. And so for instance, if warm winter gloves converts in our auto campaign, we determine it's a high performer and wanna move it downstream, what we'll do is we'll set a phrase keyword in a manual campaign for warm winter gloves. And then we'll also set a negative phrase in the auto campaign. And what that does is it makes sure that any search terms that are tied to warm winter gloves now shows up in our manual campaigns. So one note is that we do not do this because the campaigns are going to compete against each other or anything. So if you have redundant keywords in multiple campaigns, it's not like your individual campaigns are going to drive up the bid against each other and compete against each other. So that is a common myth out there, and that is simply not the case. But we like to make sure that we're forcing Amazon to show them in the manual campaigns because we have much more control as we go. So we will always set negatives in the auto campaigns when we're moving search terms or product targets that convert well downstream to manual campaigns. So the other piece that you can do is when moving from phrase to exact, say um, red warm winter gloves converts really well in the phrase campaign from the warm winter gloves phrase. And I wanna move that to an exact. So I add an exact keyword for red warm winter gloves. And then I could set a negative exact in the phrase campaign to make sure that any impressions for red warm winter gloves shows up in the exact campaign. So we don't do that. And the key reason is that when Amazon is determining whether or not to show your ads, they factor two things. So one is bids and the other one is relevancy. And relevancy is determined just from the history of that keyword that you entered in. And unfortunately, relevancy for specific search terms does not carry over into new campaigns. So when we add red warm winter gloves into the exact campaign, it's starting with a fresh slate again for overall relevancy. 
And so what could happen is that if we forced red warm winter gloves to show in the exact campaign, you may end up paying more on a cost per click basis, or worst case, since it doesn't have an established relevancy, you may not get any impressions for that. Um, and so what we really like to do is not negate between the manual campaigns because we still have a lot of control in the phrase side and we still have a lot, we, we gain even more control on the exact side. So it's definitely a trade-off. By not forcing it into the, the exact campaign, you do lose a little bit of control, but the upside is that you don't have these relevancy impacts by starting fresh again. So what we like to do is let Amazon choose which keyword, which campaign, which ad group it really wants to show that search term in. So if it prefers to show it in the phrase keyword and we can get a lower cost per click for getting our ad shown for the exact same search term, we're going to do that. And so it's definitely a trade-off in data isolation versus potentially getting a lower cost per click or getting more impressions just because you have a higher determined relevancy. In a perfect world, we would do full isolation. We used to do that, but it's just due to this factor with the relevancy and how Amazon determines relevancy that we no longer do pure keyword isolation between our manual campaigns. So Matt, any other pieces that you want to hit on that? No, I think you nailed it, Joe. Sounds good. Yeah, so those are really the, the key pieces that we use negatives for. So we focused a lot on the performance improvements that we can get by setting negatives in auto campaigns and setting negatives for the broader targeting types like category, broad, or phrase. We also talked through that exact and ASIN, we prefer to pause those versus setting negatives. And for all of our manual campaigns, we always try to use bids first to control performance before we set negatives. And then from the deduplication side or the keyword isolation side, whenever moving from auto to manual, we always set negatives in the auto to force those impressions into the manual just because we have much more control. But then between manual campaigns, we do not isolate for keywords due to the relevancy impacts that we have. So overall, we love your feedback on this. I know that this is one of the more controversial topics for the full keyword isolation. Um, and then just in general, how do you use negatives? People approach us in many different ways. After testing a lot, this is what we prefer, but there's definitely trade-offs in each approach as we go. So over the next couple um, episodes, what we'll be covering is really doing a deep dive into metrics, bids, placement adjustments. So there's a lot more fun stuff to come. Um, if you've been enjoying what you're listening to, if you could please subscribe and leave a review, that would be so awesome. If you're watching the videos on YouTube, if you could follow us and give us a thumbs up, that would be great. Um, we hope you join us for the next episode and thanks again for listening.